Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Take the next junction, Jim. Junction six. Where does it go? To Jules and Jim's Joyride. His hobbies, blank. His age and weight, not filled in. Name, Scribble. He is, of course, the award-winning jester, Rob Bryden. Ah. Uh, That's heartfelt. I like that. Quite accurate, I suppose. It was very nice to welcome you here today, Rob, because as you arrived, Jim had to move his vehicle out because there was Mm. a bit of a blockage going on. Mm. And you said, well, this would make a good TV show in itself. Just the thing about parking, I've often thought that would be the case. Well, we live in an age where content is king. Yes. And if you can come up with a formula, and as I was there on a slight slope and I'd had to come through the street narrowing... Uh, metal iron pinch points hole yes, yes which were scuffed and yeah. and I did it three times so I got a bit lost so I went down back down yeah this is a program this is, yeah this is celebrity park yeah celebrity and I mean parking. when the program Crossroads first came on the television I was probably five or something I thought it was all going to be about park I did really thought it was going to be about people parking outside a motel staying in the motel but more you know all about and where you park the cars and the yeah. cars come outside and then it's but it turned out to be just a drama of people's lives and not enough about the parking a lot of drama their so, lives so i think that if we just had instead one just about the parking and car maneuvering not at high yeah. speed it's also the age of the drone and filming from a drone from above and this would be the perfect thing it would be like chess it's like a ballet it would a chess crossed with yeah. ballet mm. But also the other thing about parking, which I think was the other reason I think to catch on as a show, is because everybody's got an opinion on it. That's right, and everyone thinks they're they're okay at it. Everybody yeah. everybody thinks they're all right. So I, you know, it's what started out as an offhand, just filling the gaps comment from me, no yeah. more than that. But no, I think you've hit it on the because it, it yeah. is, yeah. But uh, Rob, you were saying that you had a pork pie on the. In the car. That's right. Did you have a serviette on your lap, or did you just go? I didn't, Jim, and. I, I rude that to a degree because I like cleanliness in a car. Um, I'm often one for a croissant in the car. Flaky and, pastry on the lap. So what do you do? Do you, do you open up the paper bag underneath to catch? Or well, you do you just say, life's for living? You're driving, aren't you? So it's, it's, it's tricky. It's a difficult one. Well, today I had a, a pork pie, a chocolate wafer and two small mixer-sized cans of Diet Coke. And if I can just say to the listeners, the unbelievable part of this story is that and you're dressed in a lovely green corduroy suit and blue shirt, looking impeccable, if I may say so, and there is not a single speck of evidence suggesting you've eaten anything at all. No well, short crust pastry. I, having seen both of you throughout the ages, <laughs> looking very, very well presented on my television... 
when I've invited you into my home. I, and today is one of the few things I've done in the last few months. I thought, well, I'm gonna, I want to feel special. And I thought, well, these gentlemen will appreciate. And yet, I'm so disappointed. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> yeah. Two men midway through a breakdown. Do you remember? <laughs> remember on EastEnders when Arthur went to pieces? It, yes. it reminds me of that a little yes. bit. Yeah, you were expecting this to be in the usual top hat and tails. Yes. Do you tend to give the car interior a thorough scrubbing after a journey? I'm a big one for a clean car. I'm a big one for... And yet you're eating a pork pie in a car. I know, but life's for living, as I said. How long are we going to be here? You know, I mean, in life. I don't mean the podcast. I mean in life. (laughs) But I do like... There's a little place near us, and I'm lucky enough to, to, to be able to meet the financial requirements of somebody cleaning the car and Mm. and i feel it's helping the local economy and i'm very happy when the car is pristine yes i like that i feel like i'm living in the pages of vanity fair magazine when graydon carter was the editor and and cars go better when they're clean don't you think they feel as if they do do you let them do the inside yes do you find that they fiddle with your controls yes they do and i've said to can you don't change the if you don't mind please don't change the radio station it's always on or, capital when or, i get back in and, and i don't want capital yeah. you know yeah. or, or kiss I, I i don't want that yeah. you know i want smooth <laughs> tranquilizing music yes. in my car is what i especially want especially it's been cleaned i remember uh, my dad used to work in soho and he used to park in this car park and he said all the, the people that park the cars for you there I'll tell you about any car of the latest sort of Aston Martin. This is all in the sort of 60s and 70s. He said, but they've got, they'll tell you how the, they've got a view on every car, but they've only driven them in the car park. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that Lamborghini, that's the one to have. That's, that's a much better. The brakes are better on that one. All that. Unless it's like Ferris Bueller and they are taking the car while you oh, think it's left just, there yeah. and they're careering around the town. I, there's a fellow that worked for us that used to work for BMW. One weekend, he's the boss of the BMW garage where he worked needed to and I say it had to happen to the boss's car so my friend took it but then used it for his own purposes for the weekend might have, yeah. and took his dog to the coast in the northeast somewhere and then but needed to have a wee so got out in a lay-by and the dog managed to lock himself in the car so the dog's then locked in the car of his boss's car that he's borrowed for the weekend that he's not supposed to borrow and he couldn't get in and then the dog did a shit on the back <laughs> seat and then the only way he could get in was by smashing the window yeah. So he had to give the car back. Well, he cleaned it, stinking, and with a broken window, and explain that one away. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you a keen traveller, Rob? Is that is it your... I mean, well, you've done those fantastic programmes travelling around, of course, but, I mean, 
Yeah, it's I, something you do for pleasure. Yeah, we like to use up. You know, I have a lot of children, and typically the the half terms are always put aside in the holidays for 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 going off. So, and luckily, just before the pandemic hit, we'd been to California on a big holiday, oh. and we'd been to Oman on a holiday, oh. and we'd been to France. We'd done. We'd got a lot of travelling in, and we've we've kept on saying, "God, weren't we lucky that we that we did all that." So yeah, I do. I do like. To, I'm not a. I'm not one of those one who wants to go trekking in Nepal. Although I think I'd like it if I did it. And I've no great curiosity to see India, which I'm told is wonderful. It's just not in me. But I have been to lots of lovely places. When you were in California, what did you do? One of those trips up to Sequoia National Park and all it was that sort of ish. With on this time, as we've done it a few times, but this time we flew into San Francisco, few days there, which was fantastic. I'd been there before. Then we drove inland. I think we went to Yosemite from there. Yeah. Via somewhere else. Stunning. Breathtaking. I want to do that, yeah. Oh, How far is it? A couple of days, maybe. It depends, well, depends how fast drive. you're going. So you you go know? to San Francisco, then drive, hire a car uh, and drive. That's my memory of it, yeah. We went to there, then down the coast, and uh, Carmel, where Clint Eastwood used to be the mayor. That's a lovely place. That, that calls out to me. It's so calm. And lovely. And is that because he kept? Is that because he kept law and order there in a very well, strict way? Well, yeah, he was. He was. He was this right wing mayor who, if you're going to put any ice cream on the floor, I'm going to blow your head off. You know. <laughs> but it kept the streets clean. Yes. But I've only ever driven through it twice. We never stopped there. And, oh. and every time, because it's, it's on our on our itinerary, we haven't got time to stop in Carmel because we're trying to get down to Los Angeles or we're going to Big Sur or something like that. But it it, it just calls out to me. So so that's on my list. And then we went down the coast. We stayed at that famous kitschy sort of hotel just off a highway where every room is individually designed. Do you know the one I mean? Like, I can't remember. So our room had rocks in it, for example, and maybe it was called a jungle room. And we went into the bar slash ballroom area and it was like a David Lynch movie. It was stunningly, seemed to attract just a lot of Oddballs, I suppose. So atmospheric, though. And you, when you were in the uh, Yosemite National mm. Park, you, you were you menaced by bears or anything like that? No, but you know they they are there. And they have signs up, don't they? Don't feed the bears. Up. Yeah, <coughs> I stayed in one of those cabins. I liked it very much. I liked oh, I lo- it it's there. lovely. I mean, just the scenery takes you takes your breath away. But for really taking your breath away, and we should have a vote on this. I would say New Zealand is very hard to beat. I've never been. Oh, you I've, should go. I have been to New Zealand. It is very, it is very beautiful. Um, but I think often the small things can be breathtaking, if you see what I mean. I don't think you need to have necessarily an Everest moment. No. You could go into the, sort of the quiet, sort of some standing stone somewhere. or Yes, yes. Perhaps a cafe with an untouched interior since the 1930s or, or a room that hasn't been cleaned for 15 years. Those, those, those sort of little breathtaking moments. Well, can, yeah, but, but if, if it was a toss-up between that and New Zealand, I, I, I think I would. Well, in a toss-up situation, yeah, I yeah, suppose. I'd go yeah. for New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go for the sweet majesty of New Zealand. It also, New Zealand is very much like the 1950s, isn't it? I think that's, the, 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 you know, you go to those little towns there, very sweet, so little, sort of untouched sort of... It's hard to imagine there'd ever be any crime there. I'm sure there is, but it's... And it's so spread out. The, the the two islands, of course, the north and the south. Mm. The South Island is just stunning. The variety of the landscape. One minute you're sort of like home counties kind of feel to it. Mm. Then you're sort of in the highlands and it's as if you're in the Alps. 
just gorgeous. Yeah, and only four people living in the whole place. That's only nice. what is three now because yes. one of them, of course, yes, passed away. Um, uh, yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. On the last trip to New Zealand, we also did uh, Australia, and we were staying in Sydney. And on the last day, we decided to rent a boat, and it was piloted by a girl. I think she was 26, maybe 27. And we had a lovely time. She showed us all the different places. That's where Elton John stays and that's where the shark net is. And then it was, it's such a wonderful place. And and she plugged her iPod in. To, there was a speaker system. So she's asking my boys, who had been mm. about 10 and 7 then maybe, what music do you want? And they're choosing all this music, you know, and stuff. And, and I said, would Dad want anything? And I said, let's have some Rod Stewart. Because I'm partial to, to Rod Stewart. And she said, she said, who, right? Right, now listen to this. She, with sincerity, had never heard those two words together to form a name. But where had she been? Just on this boat? She was, she, was she Australian or had she gone over from Britain? I don't know. But she had never, never mind, oh, not him, he's old hat, or, oh, I think I've heard of him. It was, I've never heard Rod Stewart together, which I found very hard to believe. No, I don't believe it. Yeah. And Shark, can you? I mean, how do you go through life and avoiding Rod? Rod how can you Stewart? avoid Rod Stewart? Yes, it's impossible. I can't say. I think she was getting a bit sick of your, what your of boys, were, oh, no, what the boys were choosing, and now what's Dad coming up with? No, we've had enough of sort of thing. No, I. If I were hearing this story being related to me, I would react the way you've reacted. But gentlemen, I have to implore you. I was there. And yeah. I saw her face. I like those it. trips where they go around and tell you where people live. Yes. You know those um, horse and carts that go around Central Park in New yes. York? Mm. And I was on one of those. And he's going, well, right up there, that's Sting. Lives on the, I think it's the 17th floor there. Let's stop and look. I was going, oh, well, I'm not that interested. And then we went further out and he said, he was going, uh, he says, this is Barbara Streisand's house. My good friend, Barbara Streisand. We often talk on these tours and she's as nice as she could be. And just coming up here on the right, my good friend, Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. He's as nice as he could be. And then he comes out and he's just shouting at us to clear off. <laughs> get off! Get out of my, get off my street. That is very good. And are you a carist? Uh, some people are carists, some people aren't. I like, I, like, I like cars, but I know quite a few people who are really like cars. So my colleague, Mr. Coogan, is a, is a huge car. Petrol head, they call it, don't they? Mm. He, loves, he, he just loves them. And I didn't really have an interest in them beyond their functionality. And then, <laughs> this is show business story, look. I was asked to review one for the Sunday Times and that's what got me into cars because they put me in a huge BMW and I, that was the moment where I went, oh, some cars are better than others. You know, they, they, some cars are, it's a, you can have different experiences. Certainly the aesthetic, you know, looking at a, a beautiful car. I bet you go for a luxury car, don't you? I do, Jim. I, I, I wish I didn't. I wish I was a bit more earthy, but what, I, I like comfort. What, yeah. what sort of options do you like having? Uh... Heated steering wheel. Yes, that is a good option. Really? Yeah, I like that. I don't yeah. think I've ever had a heated steering wheel. Have you not? Very good. Oh, there's no going back. No, there's no going back. No, seriously, imagine. Just imagine it, Jim, for a second. Yeah, especially on a cold day. Say you've had to clear the snow off of yeah. your windscreen. Yeah. Or a, a dead bird from your windscreen that's frozen. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got in the vehicle and your hands are sort of hurting because they're so cold. Yeah. You put them on that hot steering wheel. 
on the coldest of days and it takes a while for the car to warm up of course and you can then just completely relax yeah, and, just, and, your, and your fingers warm I find gloves to do the trick for me So you're an electric car driver. I think that's to be applauded, because we're all going to be electric before we you know. We will be eventually, yeah, won't yeah, we? Yeah. People often say, don't know, oh, the golden age will be tomorrow when this happens, or the great days were in the past when all it was like this. But actually, the golden age is often right now, the days we're living in. And I think yeah. there's a little twilight moment, and I'm, I think petrol cars will be gone. It's probably yeah. all for the best. But at the moment, you can still get petrol cars that will go very quickly. In, certain, you know, in Germany, you can drive as fast as you want. Yes, no speed limit. Right. Yeah. You know, you can still drive around and do stuff. And I think it's, I don't know, another 20 years people will be able to do that. So I think we're in the middle of, we're living in a golden age of motoring. Billy Joel, I bet you won't know this. I don't see you as Billy Joel guys. I like Billy Joel, but yeah. Jim, I I don't see you as a Billy Joel guy. He's a big keen collector of motorcycles. So for that, he wins your... So he's, yeah. But he's all right. I don't don't dislike He wrote a song called These Are The Days To Remember For They Will Not Last Forever. This Is The Time To Hold On To. Uh, We Won't Although We Want To. And is that the name of the track? Very long, it didn't fit on the label. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody ever bought it. Because they, they could have been the first I four words. I can't remember. Do you know what? My, my, I said to my mum, when I was at school, I said to her, uh, can you go to the record shop, Boots, she actually went to. I said, can you go in there and get Let's See Action by The Who? And she got there and she couldn't remember what it was called. So she said, can I have um, Let's Have a Fight by What? <laughs> But she did. Seriously? She came home with it. They knew what she wanted. They saw through her mispronunciation I don't of the whole boots. thing. I don't remember Boots sounding right, but I remember Woolworths. I used to get records. I bought The River in uh, in Woolworths in Porthcawl. That was the first time I encountered a lyric inlay. And the first oh, time yeah. I read lyrics on the on the on the on the, on the, on the album, album yeah. and I was very taken. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce Springsteen. You're a, you're an American soft rocker, aren't you? Well, I I I. I slightly resent that, Jim. I, 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 feel, I feel I feel there's a lot of baggage coming with that. Um, but yes, no, no, but yes, you're quite right. No, you guys, it's not. It's I like singer-songwriters. So I'm yeah. a big one on Paul Simon and James Taylor and, and those kind of people. Yeah. But yeah, Bruce is. Yeah, I, I love Bruce. But that was the first one that had a, a lyric sheet, and you read the lyrics, and it's like poetry. Bruce know? Springsteen lives very near to my brother and sister-in-law in New Jersey. And, Get away. Uh, and also near that is a place called the Stone Pony. That's right, Asbury the Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my brother-in-law was telling me he was saying every year there's a competition, and Bruce Springsteen, it's either he comes around to your house and cooks some spaghetti for you, <laughs> or you go around to his mum's house and eat spaghetti on, at Asbury Park. Is that right? Wow. So oh, you wow. might enjoy that. I would. Oh, listen, I would. I would love that. Do you ever eat spaghetti in the car? No, that would be no. Too much. I mean, um, uh, Jim was shocked at the pork pie and and the croissants. Well, Spaghetti, it's just the, it's the crustiness of things that people is, tend yeah. to eat in a car. You know, you'll get a sandwich and things will fall out, especially if it's a cheese sandwich. Now, this is something that I will I'm absolutely one hundred percent against grated grated cheese, cheese in within a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, escaping I, the confines. I love a cheese and onion sandwich, but if it's grated, forget it. The other one we've not touched on is is chocolate, and you can eat a bar of chocolate in the car, thinking that you are. Also, you know, hoovering it up at the same time, but quite often little bits yeah. will fall, and they do that horrible thing where they're on they're on your clothes. Now you've got to get them off without touching them. You've got to do that. And then there's you? an accident, and, and then you slam a head into a. But bus. there's yes. also that a bit of chocolate. It'll fall, it'll fall a cra- just a little bit, tiny bit, fall in between the crack in your legs, yes. melt, yeah. and then 
you know, with your white slacks on. That's right. You yeah. get out of the car, people yeah. are going to think you've, you've uh, had a, made a terrible error. chocolate swamp. It's a recipe for stains. I it think is. if we've learned anything, it's that one should eat before one leaves the house. That's right. Or, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't like to eat when I'm in motion. I don't mind stopping in a lay-by yes. and getting my picnic table out of the uh, boot yeah. and having a thermos and having, and having a little tablecloth. I don't mind that. I but paused once to have a packet of chips, fish and chips, whilst mm. I was on my way to a party. And I put, because I do like a lot of vinegar on my fish yeah. and chip, and it all soaked through onto my <laughs> groin. How attractive. Were you and, wearing your and, white slacks? Well, I can't remember, but it was obvious. The way it dried, it had a sort of like brown circle around oh, it. And um, so I got to this party and I said, look, before anyone says anything, that's vinegar. Have a sniff. <laughs> and that, that broke the ice. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, picnics. Do you go on a picnic, Rob? We had a picnic yesterday, you know, I was telling you before we began the, the podcast that we'd gone out to the countryside and uh, met my brother-in-law and his family, the children, of course. And we had a lovely array of Was it a bit cold? There. A cold, Jim, if you were not in the sun, because I don't know when this is going to go out, maybe in a couple of years, but where we are now in the evolution of our planet, around London, very cold, unless you're in the sunshine, in which case you need sun cream. Right? So what did, what did you have at your picnic? I had a sourdough sandwich because I can't tolerate yeast. Is that is there no yeast in a sat in sourdough? Very little, very little yeast. I didn't. I thought. I thought that people were having. I thought it was sourdough because. Don't know what I thought really, but I didn't realise that was the case. You were happy just to let it. Just have it. Just to let it be. And and you need to know the backstory. No, I I just believed I was getting a luxury pants. (laughs) I'll have that too. I want the luxury one. I'll have the sourdough one. But actually, it's just no yeast. If we can be medical for a moment, it it affects my otherwise flawless skin. Mm. As, as a young man, I, I had terrible acne, and it continued for a long time. And I, I was and that was from bread. What I discovered years ago now, I went to a naturopath, and he looked at my diet. And what we found was, his theory, was that I'd had so many antibiotics as a teenager, they used to give them to you in those days, that it affected how I process things in my gut. Mm. So yeast was no good. So I'd end up with... Um, Spots. There's no nice word for it. So I avoid yeast now. Mm, very good. Well, so it might be of use to someone listening. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. I thought sourdough was just something that people ate in cults. Well, not every sourdough enthusiast has bad skin and, and is trying to make it better. And it's not gluten either, because the minute you say, oh, I have to have sourdough bread, they go, oh, gluten-free. And you know it's nothing to do with gluten. Nothing to do with gluten. Mm, interesting. Well, it might be right. If it can help one person, one if this podcast helps one person... It's a funny thing, that, though, isn't it? Because I used to be quite self-conscious about talking about my skin. And now, as I've got older, I quite often mention it in, in things because I think there could be somebody... There might be somebody ...reading it. But I do, you, you do think, well, you know, maybe somebody saw that. Oh, that's yeah. good. And here, a message from our sponsors. Jules, how do you stay in such great shape? I don't bother. This shirt is filled with donuts placed in all the right places. These aren't biceps, they're donuts. This six pack, Boston Creams. And what's that in your trousers? A chocolate eclair. And Kenny Loggins' guitar. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we were going to picnic. Plastic plates, yeah. boiled eggs, but we get tomatoes to be crinkle cut, and the same with a radish, which seems to have disappeared from the picnic table, I think. You don't see the radish full stop these days. Mm, you do in my house. Do you? Yeah. 
I love a radish. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going back to your picnic, did you plan in advance by looking at a map? Because I think part of the pleasure of travel or transport is pre- is preparation. And some people enjoy looking at the map. That's look at the Ordnance so- yeah. Survey. Let's look at the, the contour of the land, yeah. where the woodland is. Yeah. If there's perhaps a, a radioactive buried material, avoid that or whatever. <laughs> and d- d- how did you select your pl- lo- picnic location? We were in the hands of my brother-in-law and his wife because it's an area familiar to them. So we were just passengers and, and we just went. We trust. We put our trust in them mm. and we, we wandered. I even we- had a doze. In the, outso- in the outdoors, an outdoor doze. Yeah, yeah. An outdoor doze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. can you imagine that? Did anyone feel like... Let, let, were, a bit, you know, let, you know, what's he doing? He's just going oh, to sleep. We invited him out for a picnic and he goes to sleep. <laughs> yes. Well, the kids are running around, but as I lay there in that sort of nether region, not nether region, nether world, whatever it is, I, did, I thought to myself, hang on a minute, because I'm 55. I thought if I'd been on a picnic as a young boy and a 55-year-old relative was having a doze, I'd think, that's an old guy. Yeah. You would, and that's me. Have you seen? I've seen people at the side of a motorway having a picnic. You know, now, on this the is bank. a good area. Now, the people, the people that don't make the effort to just move thirty to fifty feet away from the side of the road. You see it in the Royal Parks. You go into Richmond Park, right, which is my local park or Bushy Park, but Richmond Park in particular. You can go to a car park, and then you'll see a family who've set up their thing, just seconds away from the road oh. with cars going by and people yes well, I don't know if you're agreeing with me I think I would, yes think no right. I think it's no I've, but it's like having you know let's go and have a picnic on the central reservation yeah what about I think a picnic in a lay-by is quite nice because I quite like seeing the traffic yeah I lo- no I've seen people who pulled over on the hard shoulder and had a picnic well, on the verge I just like amongst to rem- the rubbish. I just like to remind the, the podcast listeners, it, it would be illegal to stop in the hard shoulder of, of the motorway is, yeah. to consume a picnic. Yeah. It wouldn't be illegal to consume the picnic had your vehicle broken down and you were st- set right. back from the vehicle, yes, uh, right. maybe on the embankment above yeah. the hard yes. shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you bring up the hard shoulder, now this is a hot potato, but I think we are of an age that we can we can handle this. Smart motorways. Yes. Now that's got to be, that's got to be one of the worst decisions. Yeah. Where is the logic to, you, you break down whatever happened. I was on a motorway not long ago in the middle of the night and all my electrics failed. The lights went everything. And I had to pull over onto the hard shoulder <sighs> and stop crying and, and then start off again. Where is the where's the logic that a smart motorway with no hard shoulder makes sense? It's a pretty unsmart motorway that doesn't have a hard shoulder. But that's right. I mean, of course, the other thing is that a lot of these modern vehicles don't have a spare wheel. But you will don't then they? no, and you no, will then find yourself completely no. marooned, and it might take you days to get somewhere. You've been flung back to the Stone Age transport. I also think that the way we've evolved, we've never as a race been less capable of the physical labor of changing a wheel because everything is just bunk, bunk, push a little button yes. do, do, do. the idea of getting out there with a wrench and getting all those nuts off and lifting this big and getting it all in the off, right order getting you know, on yeah. oh yeah i mean it would be have you beyond. ever done it on a number of occasions, yes. What, at the side of a road, you've changed the tyre? Often. Really? Often. I have had many punctures. Maybe I'm just unlucky, but I've had... Yes, so I've always, you know, very keen to have a spare wheel. And for instance, when we have had cars without 
being on tours, we are using them. Yeah. They're commercial vehicles, is what they're being used for touring purposes. You know, we had a had a Bentley, had a puncture in that, no spare wheel on this particular one, and we the car was stuck somewhere for days. You know, we also had a puncture in a turbo Bentley, which was a supercar because it did have a spare wheel, and I was with Roland Riveron in the back streets of Leicester. And we had the puncture there, and we got out, and Roland said, oh, I, I don't worry about this, and immediately, literally rolled up. He had trousers with the braces, took his jacket off, rolled his sleeves up, literally, and was ready to... I said, well, let's, yeah, let's change it, let's get on with it. Hubcap comes off, and we're trying to undo... Because, of course, you have to undo the wheel nuts first. Don't try and undo them once you've jacked the car up, because oh. otherwise the wheel just spins round, you see. <laughs> so the wheel nuts are loosened, mm. loosened, yeah, loosened when it went on the ground, and then fully undone yeah. once lifted up. So it doesn't fall on you, you nice. see. But we couldn't seem to loosen the wheel nuts at all. And we were sort of tr- pushing and pushing and the wheel nuts wouldn't change. And then Roland said, let me do this. And then he's standing on top of the wheel mm. brace, mm. jumping up and down, trying mm. to loosen the wheel nuts. And by this time, a whole crowd of children have come out and are gathered round. And it's got, and the crowd's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So then we thought, oh, what are we going to do now? We went in and had lunch in an Indian restaurant, which was where we were broken down outside. And we took in with us the handbook. And in the handbook, for some reason, on the Bentley Turbo, instead of the usual way in which you loosen and tighten nuts, you had to do it in the opposite direction. So we spent the time, we'd been trying to undo these things, but we'd been tightening them all the time. But in the meantime, you entertained a whole bunch of children. And by then, they were all, by the time we got that wheel off, they all applauded. And then when we got the wheel back on, they chased us down the road, waving after it. It It was like a scene from... Sort of one of the happiest films you've ever seen by the end could, of it. Which brings imagine. us back to the parking programme. That's well, another element, that, isn't it? Yeah, so could be a you, thing, yeah, changing the wheel. Changing the wheel. Just... People will sit and uh, stand yeah. and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Solomon there with the Bentley. Of course, he's turning it the wrong way. Because uh, he, he, ha- he hasn't looked at the manual. There we are. Jim Moyer with the Hillman imp, and he's getting that wheel off like <laughs> a yeah. demon. Look at him go. Look at him go. Amanda Holden now. She, she steps up, oh, yes. and she's got a reverse. <laughs> Now, this is wonderful to see, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful to see Amanda looking so well. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we've come up with a lot of things here. I think we've left people feeling slightly better than they felt, I hope, at the beginning of the programme. Yeah, there's been a lot to think about. Thank you for that, Rob. Yes. and I I, You've really given us a lot to think about. And how has, the, how has this podcast journey been for you? It's given me a lot to think about. Yeah, I think we've all learnt something and we've got a lot to take away with us and probably maybe spend some time in silence thinking about, like, your parking programme. There's, there's an old phrase, I don't know if you've heard it, the phrase saying, food for thought. I don't know if you've come across that yeah. one, but it's uh, certainly with talking about sourdough and yeast-free. It all comes round, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, there goes Rob in his electronic car. Yes. I the car it, of the future. Yes, and because he said it was green energy, but he had it plugged into my plugs here. Well, I'm going to follow him home and see how he does it parking. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was produced and edited by Molly Stewart. Sound engineers with James Stewart and George Latham. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.